college basketball tournaments are back, and so are brackets. Get comfy on your couch, turn off that Zoom camera, and sign up for your men's and women's USA Today sports bracket. Register at brackets.usatoday.com. Here we go. It's another big week in the NFL for the Buffalo Bills. This is the Bills Wire podcast powered by USA Today Sports. Now, here's your host, Ryan O'Leary and Bills Wire editor, Nick Woten. You're part of a a small-ish group uh, that's been here since 17, that was kind of the building blocks here. You mentioned Tredavious, Micah, and those guys. To get that close, AFC Championship game, uh, and fall just at least a, a game short of where you want to be, how much of a factor was that, uh, of wanting to see this through something that you are part of a small group uh, that was here at the beginning? Absolutely. I mean, you hit the you hit the nail on the head. We kind of we started it out um, when Sean first got here. And I think Micah kind of mentioned it in his interviews as well. Um, I just want to see it, see it through the finish line. You know, I'm not get, kind of guaranteeing anything, but to see where we were last year and how close we came um, and to be on the other side of that somewhere else and to see that happen again, um, I didn't want that to happen. So I'm glad I have that chance again for the next four years. Well, there's Bill's linebacker, Matt Milano. Of, of all the free agents, Nick, I thought he was maybe the biggest flight risk. I thought he'd be a player that would be heavily coveted out there if – he, you know, he was out there in free agency talking to teams, but it does sound like that hometown thing, unfinished business with the Bills, as he was talking about right there, was a factor in him re-signing with the team, four-year deal worth $44 million. And I think the big story right now is we wait for the Bills to make some kind of splash. Really, they've been signing their own guys, and they got the big three back, Feliciano, Daryl Williams on the offensive line, and now linebacker Matt Milano. What's your reaction to, to those three being back? Surprised um, at first, uh, that, that was certainly it, it was kind of more progressively surprising every time. Um, I don't think anyone expected the Milano to not at least test the market, Ryan. Um, Agreed. Yeah, the, it was a little surprising. Yeah, I mean they, he's almost at the finish line now. So by the time we we had this 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 podcast posted, he would have hit the finish line, but uh, or at least the starting line uh, for free agency. Could have maybe got his price tag up, but. Um, yeah, by by all accounts, he wanted to kind of uh, just stick around in Buffalo, and I guess you can't blame the guy for that. And um, he uh, he wants to see this job done. I mean, he's on a team that uh, that was so close, and there's only I guess in terms of teams in 2020 that were on the level of the Bills. You have who do you have? You have the the, uh, the Chiefs, who the Bills lost to, and then you have. Uh, the Buccaneers and uh, who else? I mean, we're, we're, we're missing only a team or two here that's really on the upper echelon level from 2020, Ryan. And uh, Matt Milano apparently didn't think that those teams were going to come chasing him, and that's what he wanted, right? So, uh, sure. yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. My Patriots uh, are trying, Nick. The Patriots are trying to get back in the conversation, <laughs> but I think there's still a considerable gap to go. We, we, we can talk about them later. For sure, for sure. But yeah, but Milano was the biggest surprise because I, I think of the big three, as you call them, Ryan, everyone expected him probably to get the biggest payday. But then, hey, okay, Matt Milano stays. And then, all right, um, Daryl Williams was maybe the least surprising one just because it's like, okay, well, they want to keep their guys around. It's clearly what they want to do. Milano's, you know, number kind of gave them a little bit of flexibility there to bring somebody else back. Um, Daryl Williams is probably the guy that you'd 
pick between Feliciano and Williams because if you think about the Bills in, in 2020, um, they were uh, the most pass-heavy team in the league probably. Um, so you wouldn't want to keep your, your guard or your two tackles because they already extended Deion Dawkins on the left side. So, yeah, sure, come on back down, Darrell Williams. And then, um, no, wait, come on back, uh, John Feliciano too. So I know they really like him. They really like what he brings in terms of intangibles and that sort of thing. And he's got the versatility. He's kind of their starting guard slash backup center. Um, and I guess that's always kind of good when you, when your quarterback has experience with you as the center too, because you know there's that handoff uh, uh, between the the chemistry between the uh, center and quarterback is always a little bit of a, an overlooked thing. So uh, yeah, yeah, the Bills they they got the whole band back together in terms of the big three, maybe a couple others. Um, we know a couple guys are out the door. They're going to need, need a new return man, as Andre Roberts has uh, reportedly, uh, you know, in this tampering period, Ryan, quote unquote, agreed to terms he hasn't signed yet, uh, signed yet with anybody. But uh, yeah, other than that, uh, the Bills, man, they got that big three back, and I certainly did not think, and I think anyone who listened to last week's episode, leaning into this one, is not going to sound, is not is going to back that up and say that we were a couple of guys who thought uh, at least Milano was good as gone. So. I was worried about him, and I think the money is surprising. Four years, forty-four million, twenty-four guaranteed, so eleven million in annual value. I mean, I just thought he would get more. I think this is a little bit of a hometown discount. He and Feliciano, I think, both gave a little bit money back to stay with the team, and it just reminds me of what the Bucks are doing. That that Bucks mentality—they're doing whatever they can over there to keep their band together. You just said that. You just used that term with the Bills. I agree with you 100%. I think the Bills are keeping the band together. They think they're really close to a championship. They think they're maybe a step away. And, I, you know, it's hard not to agree with them. Milano could have gone to the open market and probably got more than $11 million a season. I think we both agree with that. I, I think he was top of the market for linebackers. I mean, is he at Bud Dupree's level? I don't know. But that guy just got $16.5 million a year. Maybe they don't play exactly the same position, but you know what I mean? Like, Milano could have made more. He decided to stay with the Bills because he thinks he can win a championship. So I, I got to feel like Bills fans are feeling pretty good. Yeah, no, I, I agree, Ryan. They got to be happy about this. Uh, nothing to be upset about, uh, at least. Um, you got your two. And the Bills, they play, you know, you look on paper, it's a 4-3 defense. It's really a nickel defense. They run uh, Taron Johnson, the nickel cornerback, is there above 90% of snaps every game. Milano and Tremaine Edmonds are always out there every game, when healthy, 100% of the snaps. They got the experience built. Sean McDermott knows what they bring to the table. Did they bring a hometown discount? Yeah. Maybe there's a little uncertainty from Milano looking around going, hey, the salary cap went down. Can we? How much are we really going to get out there? I think they probably could have figured he could have got another million or two more. But really it was Feliciano who put it uh, put it probably the best of the three, um, three guys who spoke after they re-signed. And he said, hey, you know, um, money's not everything. And uh, he said himself, could he have gotten a little bit more here or there? Yeah, probably. But, uh, you know, he, he, the Bills have got what he's what, what he's wanting. Uh, winning and uh, pretty good quarterback probably too helps. Yeah, no doubt. And Feliciano does it while sipping on a Corona on uh, Zoom. So, so, I mean, how perfect was that? I mean, that just he was, cr- he was crushing Corona. <laughs> he was going on two days. I, before he got on that Zoom call, I went on Instagram and I saw him. He had a post from the day before, smoking a stogie, he's got a Corona, and he's on the next day. He was crushing them. Good for him, though. I mean. Well, guys, you know, money isn't everything, says the multimillionaire who's just crushing beers and just having a vacation as he signs his he, new contract. He found his beach, all right. <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs> so I love it. The Bills are they're getting the band back together to go for a championship. Obviously, they're right there. They're on the come, and uh, it's all good. And I guess now we have to worry about 
What's coming next? And I know GM Brandon Bean has been hinting toward a shakeup to improve that running game. He's he's hinted at that a few times, Nick. And as you wrote, well, if you're bringing back the entire offensive line, like where's the shakeup coming, right? Right now, it's when you have the same band, how are you going to improve that running game? So now I'm starting to wonder, like, should we, we be watching them go after a running back in free agency over the next couple of days? Are they happy with their running backs? Like, what do you think? Is there is there still a shakeup coming to improve that running game? What do you think about that? I mean, at this point, I'm just, you know, uh, like you said, I wrote, okay, well, for once, I actually believed them when they were saying something, <laughs> and they fooled me, and they proved me wrong. Just going to let Josh Allen throw every down. It's fine. Just yeah, like that playoff uh, game. Apparently, I think that that is, especially with Brian Dable coming back, the offensive coordinator, uh, I think that is going to be the plan once again. Uh, the Bills were... I mean, again, I've said this a million times in our, in our chats, Ryan. I, I do rewatch every game. Uh, I take some notes. Um, I, 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 it just always seems like every game that this offensive line was so much better at pass protection than they were at run blocking. And offensive linemen traditionally say that they like run blocking easier because they're kind of they're the one making the moves. You know, they're making the decisions up front. They're they're trying to push away instead of trying to walk backwards and counter counter react to what the other guy's doing but um they found a way to be way better at that than than the latter and um you know what if they're going to throw it that many times a game i don't know maybe they'll add we'll see how the draft uh draft comes um one of my under the radar free agents potentially for the bills i named Le'Veon bell um they were supposed to be one of the teams in on him at, at uh last year when he was cut by the jets he ended up going to, to casey getting his ring uh, or not getting his ring, excuse me, trying to chase his ring. And um, he was down to the Bills, Dolphins, and, and, and the Chiefs. And, um, yeah, so so maybe the Bills go go for him. So I think that now even just considering that the Bills went after Le'Veon Bell, they see a space in that backfield for somebody else. So mm-hmm. is it Bell? Is it a free agent? Is it, you know, Travis Etienne? Is, is it uh, Najee Harris? Is it someone else? Uh, I know I'm going – Way too far in the future now. We got we got more podcasts to record until then. But uh, yeah, yeah. There's if there is going to be an addition, it's got to be in the backfield, right? I mean, unless we're looking at a, a an elite blocking tight end, which I already had in Lee Smith, who might retire. I don't I don't know. It's got to be the backfield now. Now, Ryan. I loved what you said. Yeah, it's it. At least we have the quarterback thing figured out. As we're talking right now, literally in real time, Nick, the uh, Bears are finalizing a deal with Andy Dalton. So. I think the uh, the Chicago is on fire right now. Bears fans are, you know, they've gone from Russell Wilson to Andy Dalton. So it, it it's yeah, not good ex, in Chicago. It's not good ex, in Chicago. Ex Bills playoff quarterback uh, Andy Dalton, basically, it's, right? It's not good. It's not good in <laughs> Chicago. It's a lot yeah. better in Buffalo. Much better situation over here. Uh, speaking of keeping the band together, what do you think for some of the guys that are still around that are still kind of question marks? There's still a list of free agents that are about to hit the market officially on Wednesday. Uh, I think two interesting ones. First of all, wide receiver Isaiah McKenzie, a guy that I think is kind of a fan favorite, but also a guy who hasn't really made his money yet. And he's kind of hinted, right, Nick, that he, you know, he might be a little expensive, too expensive for the bills. And another interesting guy is uh, corner Levi Wallace, who's a restricted free agent, but it sounds like he might become unrestricted because uh, it, it seems like the reports are that Buffalo is not going to place a tender on him. So what do you think about those two guys specifically, but maybe some of the other free agents that are uh, that are still part of the Bills' culture right now that they could potentially bring back? Yeah, uh, you name those two guys, Ryan. They're probably the big two, not really in terms of salary cap space. They're probably the big two in terms of, I guess, names and, and Bills' uh, hearts. Um, 
the uh, Isaiah McKenzie and uh, Andre Roberts for the two free agent wide receivers. Everyone was kind of overlooking because everyone was looking at uh, John Brown, you know, understandably so. Andre Roberts is already gone. So I, I've been thinking for a while that maybe Isaiah McKenzie only comes back if he doesn't get what he wants in the market. Um, I mean, he has a role with the Bills, but, um, you know, there, there's, there's always guys you can mold into that. I mean, Isaiah McKenzie wasn't created to do all these random jet sweeps and, and, and throw the ball and this and that. And the other thing, you know, the bills kind of brought him along is that can somebody else on the team do that? Maybe, I mean, Cole Beasy threw a pass last year. So maybe, um, you know, um, and then even, even more below those guys, Ryan, um, you, you mentioned Levi Wallace, Josh Norman and him were the two guys rotating at the number two cornerback spot. Yes. Josh Norman is, is also an unrestricted free agent. So, Looks like um, you know those two guys are going to test the market. Maybe that again puts the drafts higher up. Bills kind of every single year under Sean McDermott. I know he can, you know, you get within one game of the Super Bowl in Buffalo after a two-decade playoff drought. You can essentially walk on water. But the one thing that McDermott has done a horrible job with is signing uh, number two cornerbacks. He did an okay job with Josh Norman last year. Um, but Norman hit his tough games. If you remember, Derrick Henry kind of put him on a poster there that one game. That was a little brutal. Yes, yes, that was brutal. It was. <laughs> yes, but I mean, we're going back to you know the likes of uh, you know the worst. Of the worst is probably Monte Davis, right? That lasted <laughs> 25 minutes um, before he was done. Um, but other names, restricted free agents, Ike Bucker, um, left guard, started at the end of the year. He's probably going to. I would assume try to hit the market and see if anyone he's a restricted free agent so bills haven't tendered him an offer yet we'll see if he gets any interest out there he started seven games but i mean there's other guys who are going to be in the market that have started way more games who won't command a lot their punter is also an rfa Corey bacoras um he's uh yeah he, he he's i think probably going to be back uh, i think the bills brought in like a free agent punter to like i don't know if it was kind of like to to jock for some position in negotiations but i can't see him going anywhere either um, but yeah, um, and then if you're looking for some for some crazy backup quarterback drama, Matt Barkley's also a free agent. So I I, I don't know, but I, I don't know. I feel like he's got to be back too, right? They're not going to run Jake Fromm out there, the quarantine quarterback from last year. No, nah, he kind of quarant- I don't like Fromm at all. <laughs> and I thought he quarantine- sucked in Georgia. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know what the hell a quarantine quarterback is, anyway. So <laughs> it's somebody I, who blows and is not going to play. <laughs> yeah, I, I, he's not. Yeah, they're not going to run with him. So we'll, well I, say that. I got to say, good for you, Nick, sneaking a punter and backup quarterback talk into the podcast. That's there's very, always there's always space for the most popular <laughs> guy in, in town, the backup it's, quarterback. It's it's a good time of year to do that. Uh, we're waiting for the Bills to actually bring someone from outside the organization in. We know it's going to happen eventually. Maybe at running back, as we said. Probably most likely a tight end. We're all waiting. When are they going to bring in a real tight end? And they better do it soon, Nick, before the uh, you know a certain villain in the AFC East scoops up all the tight ends. So let's get to that coming up next. So as I was saying there, Nick, uh, Bill Belichick, he's stealing all the tight ends. So the Bills might want to act as quickly as, uh, as possible. Uh, you know, I, I think the bad news uh, with Janu Smith and Hunter Henry joining the Patriots is it takes the top two tight ends off the board, right? And presumably it makes the Patriots better. I think they're at least trying to close the gap uh, with the Bills. Uh, now, I'm not going to sit here and say that they have. I think the Bills are clearly a better football team than the Pats, but they're trying to close the gap. Got to give them credit. Bill Belichick's out there spending. He's got a sack of cash, Nick, and he's putting that sack right on the table. And he's going out there. He's signing everybody left and right. 
Give me both tight ends. So uh, that's an interesting development. The Bills had a pretty good little counter going if they could have worked out that thing with Rob Gronkowski. Sounds like that was really on the table. Maybe Gronk to the Bills. I would have loved that. What a storyline that would have been. But it fell through. Gronk is back with the Bucks, And now the Bills, you know, they're going to have to make a move here at tight end soon because the Pickens are getting slim at that position. That was That's a position where you don't really have to break the bank to get a good player. But the options are certainly not as plentiful as you would sit maybe the wide receiver position, right? There's a lot of wide receivers available. Not so much a tight end. Right now, the options that are available, I don't know if they're better than Dawson Knox. So the Bills are going to have to uh, they're gonna have to act fast. What do you think about this situation and the Bills potentially bringing in uh, a tight end this offseason? Yeah, I think at this point it's going to be somebody, Ryan, who's like, underneath the radar type of guy you know i mean i i, I think we that's need not what i them. wanted to hear nick that's not what i, wanted to hear. <laughs> I know well you blame your patriots for that they took all the top guys <laughs> you know yeah it's Belichick's i mean fault. i can't believe yeah Janu and then uh hunter henry you didn't see that one coming this morning but um yeah i mean you have everett from the rams maybe i think kyle rudolph is a guy that is probably the most intriguing player out there for for the bills um that's probably just because, um, you know, he, he kind of, of course, reminds one of Stefan Diggs where he wanted out because they were running this run first offense. And, you know, when when they were actually passing the ball with the Vikings, Kyle Rudolph was doing pretty good. Uh, but then, he, you know, has kind of taken a little bit of a downhill slope the last year or two. So, hey, maybe. Can Josh Allen bring the best out of him, too? I thought you were going to say Why he not? reminds you of Tyler Croft, not Stephon Diggs. I was oh, going to say, no. doesn't Kyle Rudolph kind of remind you of uh, you know, <laughs> Croft a little bit? Like, I don't know. Go on. Uh, well, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but it, I think it's just going to be an under-the-radar kind of guy who, um, you know, maybe they're going to see what he can do. I, at this point, there's no one out there. The Patriots have all the guys who would be the Bills' tight end one at this point. Gronk would have been something. That would have been something interesting. That would have been fun, he, man. That would have been really good. I think he showed last year, you know, I mean, he can stay healthy. He got that year under his belt of not playing football and getting beat up and his, with his every-other-day back injury in New England, it seemed. But, um, yeah, he did uh, He did a heck of a job last year. Won me some money in the Super Bowl, most importantly, with Brett. And, um, yeah, yeah, so that, that ship also sailed as Gronk went back to the Bucks. But, yeah, we're going to find a guy who – Anyone who I think was going to be tight end one for the Bills is now they 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 now only have options that are going to be you know unless you know they they, they draft some stud which I don't think that's going to happen. Um, you never really know with these tight ends, right? Um, I mean, it seems like every good tight end is a second round pick in the NFL. I don't know what it is where teams are just like I don't know he's good, but like let's just get him in the second round instead, and that yeah. just seems to be what happens. Yeah. Um, but but. Uh, Anyways, uh, yeah, they're going to probably, I think, land a guy at the end of the day who's probably Dawson Knox, 1A, other guy, 1B type scenario, you know, 1A, 1B. We'll see. I, I'm not expecting any tight, two tight end sets like the Patriots are clearly going to roll out there now. But, yeah. Well, the question is, can Cam Newton get them the football? I mean, that's going to that's gonna be the question because uh, it was a little hit or miss at times last year there. and But that's an interesting question. Like, have the Patriots closed the gap at all in the AFC East? Do you think the are Bills fans noticing what's going on with the Pats? Now, I know you tweeted about the Patriots a little bit. I know you're just helping out your fellow uh, NFL Wire colleagues, but Bills Mafia is noticing that, and they're very upset with you, Nick, about tweeting about the Patriots. They think you, you now work for the Patriots Wire. But do you think, like, are, are Bills fans' antennas up a little bit? Are they like, oh, no, not Belichick. Like, here he comes. He's, he's dropping contracts left and right. All of a sudden, he's spending money. He's, he's on the, you know, the largest spending spree in 
NFL history for any offseason we've seen. Of course, in this COVID year, uh, Belichick is like using this as his time to go, you know, go ham, spend all this money. And uh, I don't know. The Patriots are at least trying to get back into this thing in the AFC East. I think that's kind of interesting. It's kind of, I don't know. To me, it's, it's not all that surprising. I mean, they, they clearly had a lot of cap space. Um, you know, they weren't going to settle with, you know, what happened last year. Uh, you know, um, who's their ESPN reporter? I'm sorry, Ryan. I, I feel like you. Adam Schefter? It, no, no, no. For the Patriots, the, the ESPN. Uh, oh, uh, Mike Reese. Mike Reese, yes. He he said, oh, yeah, sources in the building told me that this is not about Tom Brady winning the Super Bowl. And I'm like, yeah, come yes, on, man. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, come on, man. You know it's, it's everything first... to do with that. Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah, I heard 100%. that on uh, on ESPN this morning on Get Up or First Take or whatever it was that he was talking on. I was like, come on, man. You know that's exactly what this is about. And because of that, you knew that the Patriots would come out and spend. And I think just the biggest question now, did they close the gap at the Bills? Yes, undoubtedly. But we're not talking about you know completely – 100 percent even now it's smaller i mean it could have gotten any bigger last year really i mean cam <laughs> struggled after that covid battle um you know and and is, is cam gonna even be the quarterback you know i think the way that they structure that deal you know we'll see if they they, they draft anyone or how that unfolds or or, or whatnot in, up in new england so um yeah and of course the, what we a lot of us do forget as well is all those opt-outs that the patriots are going to get back to you know hightower and a couple other guys there that um you know chung i think was another one it's some good players there that opted out so i mean the pictures really were up against it last year somehow we're seven and nine but uh i i they do they have their Josh Allen yet? Which I can't believe. Like I said, did the do the Patriots have their Josh Allen after how many years? Do the Bills have their Tom Brady? You know, but you do they? It. No, they don't. You got to enjoy yeah, it. No, gonna, no, they don't. Yeah, no, I, they don't yet. So until that comes, the gap's not going to be fully closed. But yeah, did they get better? Of course. You sign you sign the two top tight ends on the on, on the market and a lot of other interesting players. Mac Judon. I mean, those are some good players that the Patriots got. Yeah, you know, I just wanted to take the you know take the temperature a little bit. See how Bills fans are feeling. You know the Patriots, they're, they're trying to make some noise here. They're stealing free Please, agency. You, I thought that they were going to beat the Bills until 10 minutes before kickoff this year. <laughs> of course, yeah, yeah. No, you're, you're, you'll probably pick the Patriots. You'll find a way. You'll be like, oh, Belichick with all these new weapons. You'll talk yourself into it. I, uh, you know I will. <laughs> so final word, what do you think? Do you think uh, you know some type of splash is coming in free agency when we get back on here next week as we, you know, we're literally talking on the eve of the official start of free agency? Uh, splash? I'd say maybe a minor splash. I mean, the Bills are going to have to probably get a depth guy or two, I think, on the offensive line. Um, the two positions, the one other position, I'm sorry, along with tight end that we haven't mentioned too much is probably pass rusher. I don't know if the Bills are going to – I only really ever saw the Bills, again, going for a guy that was like, you know, Vic Beasley or somebody who had some random struggles in the last year or two but previously had some good years uh, back in the day. Um, you know, I put down Ever- Everson Griffin um, as well on my list of under-the-radar guys. Uh, Carl Lawson is, is a player that I thought got a huge – deal to, i mean he had, he had kind of one one decent season with the Bengals, but the Jets had that money and they uh they, they they threw it at him so good for them but um you know we'll uh we'll see we'll see i think it's going to be either the bills will either add uh someone on the defensive line or tight end i think brian by the time we get back on here um how big hard to say hard to say yeah we'll see we'll see what happens it'll be interesting we'll be back next week to break it all down for nick woten i'm ryan o'leary thanks for joining us 
This USA Today Sports Podcast has been presented by USA Today's Sports Media Group and is available in your favorite podcast store. Make sure to subscribe for weekly updates, the latest fantasy picks from Corey Bonini, and the Huddle Podcast, Inside the Weekly Line, with Sportsbook Wire's Jeff Clark and Eston McLaren, and the Bet Slippin' Podcast. We'll see you again next week.